Welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. This podcast is where we share and discuss the experiences, ideas, and happenings in the world of business, featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction in your journey. Introducing your host, award-winning entrepreneur and Prince's Trust business mentor, Jay Dillon. So, Andy Lloyd, welcome to the Business Mentor Podcast. Great to have you guys here in your lovely offices. We went down the farm, didn't we, Carl, starting off? <laughs> yeah. And we go, Where's the offices? And he goes, come around here, which is good. So look, we, we met recently, didn't we? We met at uh, the Paul Gascon event, which was amazing. Yeah. In Gaza, one of my heroes. Um, so I want to get you guys on. I've, your story's amazing. So before my listeners, obviously, you know, a lot of people might not know you. Not in a bad way. Um, so a bit about your story. So where did it all begin? Because obviously you're entrepreneurs, you're in business, lots of things happening in these offices here, which is amazing. But where did it all start? Go for it. Again, yeah. Um, for us, it all started back in 2013. Um, the actual property side of things was 2014. But to give you an idea of how it actually started, um, 2013, Andy was just finishing off his first uh, or his house he was building. Um, so Andy owns a construction company, Redbox Developments. Um, had that since 2007. The biggest thing he'd done to, date, uh, to that point was building his own house in 2012-2013. Uh, and I got involved with him on that because I, at the time, back then, I was selling LED lights and things like this. Um, and I just said to Andy, look, can I sort of spec some lighting for your house and start and inputting it and, and sort of um, supplying it for him? Did that, got to know Andy a bit more. Andy's my cousin-in-law uh, anyway. And it started there that we kind of got to know each other. I, I knew what Andy did and Andy knew what I did. Uh, and then carried on in business side of things. Andy uh, running his business, me running, uh, working for someone else. And it wasn't until November 2013 that unfortunately my dad died uh, from a brain tumour. And for me, as a kid, all I wanted to do is own my own business. Um, and it was at that point I thought, you know what? I'm working for someone else. I'm not doing what I've always wanted to do. I'm going to start my own business. So I started talking to Andy. So look, you've got your own business. I'm selling lights at the moment. I want to be a lighting designer. That's what I know. So that's kind of what I said. I'm going to start a lighting business. How do I start? And just quizzed Andy for the next sort of two, three weeks. How do I start a business? How do I get VAT? Well, what's VAT? What's invoices? Yeah. Um, and it was at this same point in time that Andy was looking into property and reading property books and investing. And he was getting into the, sort of the swing of that side of things he bought the book uh or a property book we had two free tickets to the seminar with he invited me along to the seminar we went along early 2014 completely opened our eyes to property um the business i was going to start lighting completely went out the window said right property we're going to do property because this is this looks awesome um i've got some background in property previously so i worked for taylor wimpy homes back in 2006 and I worked for a mortgage broker, sort of 2007 time. And it was from that three day, we just said, look, let's, get, let's do property. Let's do it together. Let's do things 50-50 from now on, work in the partnership. Um, and we went for it. And the first ever deal we ever did was eight uh, new build properties, which Andy's construction company built. Yep. And we did a, the build to rent strategy from day one. First ever, develop, uh, first ever project was a, a development, a new build development, which... Looking back, a lot of people thought it was a big challenge to yeah, take on. Yeah. Um, but for us, it was just, that's what Andy did. Um, I was new build homes for Taylor Wimpy, so that's kind of what I knew. So we just took on what we kind of 
suppose what we understood at the time and just did it quite naive at the time i suppose um made a lot of mistakes which you will and learn from those, those mistakes but that's kind of how it started for us and we just started that first development and explain later of how we are yeah yeah uh, definitely where we got to now Andy what about you because obviously your background you'd already you when you met you'd had a company but what was your background like then getting into property and business so I was um I was from the trade so I was a carpenter although the carpentry I did wasn't really like house building carpentry I, I worked for an audio visual company where we built sets in big conference rooms and things like that um, and before that, I worked for a, a library company. So we fitted all the libraries in, in the country, which is, you know, all the counter work and all that kind of stuff. So although I'd been into that and I was self-taught of that, I was never trained formally as a carpenter. I just sort of picked it up. And I've always sort of thrown myself into into things that I'd, you know, I've never done before and then yeah. worked out how to do it. Um, and yeah, and I'd always been intrigued, um, as Lloyd said, about, you know, how other people did the whole property thing, how they had like, loads of buy-to-lets and all those kind of things. I didn't know how you'd fund it. I didn't know anything about it. I just knew it from the trade side of things. So I knew how I could do them up and work on them, but I didn't know anything else, which is very much the same as a lot of other sort of people from that background. Um, so it was in t- the end of 2013, start of 2014, when, I, as Lloyd said, I read a, a book describing some of those ways you could do it, and it intrigued me, and then we got the, the tickets to the seminar. So we went away, and, and, and that's what really highlighted to us the ways some of the ways that some of these people were doing it and it was all very new to us and we just decided as Lloyd said to, to go for it from there um and we certainly didn't have all the answers from that weekend we didn't but it just sort of got our mindset yeah. to understand it was achievable because we sort of could see people who had done it and um you know we sort of threw ourselves out and I think sometimes you know it's that bit of naivety that Lloyd talked about which allows you to be able to take something on which is completely new because i think if we all knew when we take a new turning with um something like that if we all knew the challenges we would face ahead of us we probably never would start in the first place so sometimes people can sort of overanalyze it and you know analysis um to paralysis sort of thing like paralysis from analysis you know that's very easy to do if you overthink all of the steps what you're going to be ahead of you sometimes you just need to put a step forward every day and just keep moving towards whatever the goal is you want isn't it you know yeah and I've interviewed lots of people and when I, obviously I do mentoring as well, and people ask me questions, sometimes it's, it's where you are in your life. Mm. I don't know about you, but when you're younger, you're just more willing to set a risk on. Now, when I look back at myself, I'm sure you do think, that was quite risky. But you look back and I think, did I really do that? Did I really take a risk? Mm. Yeah, I remember at the time, yeah. the first, the paperwork we were signing, and I'm still thinking, what, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, I was selling lights. Well, I, st- I was still selling lights at the time. And we're in this auction room. We, we purchased this plot of land at auction. So we had 28 days to find 157 grand as well. I was earning 16 grand a year, spending everything I earned every month. Yeah. I had no money. And he had a bit of money in his business account at the time, which put the 10% down to purchase. And we had to find this money um, because the three days taught us, you find the deal, the money will follow. And we believed it. But... I think that if we didn't believe it, we, we wouldn't be here. We'd be like, yeah. oh, I can't do that. And a lot of, we see a lot of people just, they, set, like, they doubt themselves straight away when they haven't even tried. So I think for us to start with was... Yeah. And that's why mentoring and masterminding is important. I don't know about you, yeah. but when you do it, sometimes I'll have a session or, or pop a mastermind and people say, oh, that's just blowing my mind. And sometimes you think, oh, that's quite simple. Was giving them the belief that they mm. can do it because... A lot of people give up on your own. We've, I've done some projects where I've just kind of thought, 
Yeah. I'll give up. But then if you've got a mentor that can just say, look, you can do that. Just that belief. Because the knowledge is within yeah. them anyway, but just that belief. That's that's interesting because the more I interview these successful people, the more and more you get it. It's just the belief yeah. and the mindset. And then going to work and actually doing the steps. Mm. People stop doing it also. So you guys obviously got a different kind of story. So when you got together, because, you know, I'm, I'm intrigued to find out from just that one seminar, how you've gone to build this amazing business. I hear some great things about your business. Um, I've watched a lot of stuff and I encourage you listeners to also go on YouTube and your channel because you've got some real testimonials there as well. But how did that little, you know, moment, you know, build such a big business from there? So obviously you did the first project, but again, that takes a bit of doing anyway. What kind of challenges did you have in that project, which, you know, really, really challenged you? Well, well I think that, you know, we... We wanted to use the build company, as Lloyd said, because although it was a major step up, you know, I'd only built one house before and we were building, the first one was eight houses. Yeah. So we had definite challenges on that, but that takes a while to get off the ground. So the, the, the site we'd got had lapsed planning. So that meant we had to go through and put new planning on it and things. So although we, we got it at auction at the start of February in 2014, it wasn't until sort of September, October, by the time we got onto site with it. So there's yeah. a bit of time, you know, that's what yeah, development yeah. is. It's not an overnight strategy. It's not gonna. You're not gonna buy some at one day and sell it the next day and then make a load of money. You know, you've got to develop it out and do the, all those steps in between. So the first year, actually, if we look back at it, um, we're what five years in now, and you know we have got quite a lot of things that have sprung off it. We've got 14 businesses that have come out of that, different um, special purpose vehicles for different sites and, and different companies that we've we've got to support the developments, like letting agencies for all of the properties we've built and things like that. But People will see what the result is, but they don't see the time scale and the effort that went into it. Because five years is still actually a fair amount of time to be able yeah. to put those steps in. And if you look at year one, you know, the, if you've got the start of it here and the end of it here, but it didn't go from straight a line from there to there. It sort of starts off slow. You get the momentum. I liken it to um, if you jump on a bike and it's in like gear 10 already and you're on a flat bit of ground, it's really hard to get it started, isn't it? You yeah. know, you have to lean on the pedals and just get that first little bit of movement. But then when you start getting the movement, it's a lot easier to keep that momentum and you've got the energy in the bike already. So, you know, we started off and it was like pedaling that bike yeah. in that first year. We didn't even get a HMO, did we, until October that year or September or whatever it was that year. So it took us months to even get a full bed HMO. Yeah. And, you know, we were still looking at strategies like single buy to let some the things that the other people around us were doing and the peers around us were doing. But so it took time to be able to break out of that mold and you know, we made a hell of a lot of mistakes. Those first two or three years... You know, we, we didn't have the guidance that, you know, our mentees would have and the structure that we've got through our development um, training program because we've developed that from our experiences. Yeah. So, you know, we were sort of hitting a brick wall and finding out how to get over it or, or whatever. Um, but, you know, that's quite a costly way of doing it. And we found that out, you know, so they weren't very efficient years for us looking back at it. But what it did is it, 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 through adversity, through our personalities and adversity, we made sure that we kept going and going and going and, and, and just work things out. But it's like that, that whole sort of like elegant swan on the water thing, isn't it? You know, yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone sees the result and they, yeah. sees the, they, they see the elegance of the swan on the water. They don't see its legs kicking underneath. And that's what actually gives it the momentum to get the results, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I think and that's what I like. When I research a company, um, I like research. I'm a student of business. Um, I'm an investor myself. I, I did buy to lets and HMOs. And one thing I liked about your strategy, because a lot of investors want to go into development. That's like a great thing to do. 
and um, listen to people who have worked with you, um, you make that doable, if that makes sense. Because when I was still in property, you know, you think the development is for the big boys. You wouldn't necessarily think that people could go from buy to let, but even you guys go straight into development. Um, and, you know, it's great that you're sharing that knowledge because it does, you know, and I've watched your videos and you have got a systemized approach, but that's through your own lessons. And that's the difference. When you go through your own lessons, the mentoring becomes more powerful. It becomes more from the heart as well. And that's why your students are doing so well. So that's, I think, you know, people say they want to take, you know, do it the hard way. But I would say if someone's already done it the way you would do it yeah. anyway, leverage their knowledge. Um, but I, I, that's why I like mentoring over, but not over coaching, I get told off of this. But yeah. I, I've used coaches as well. But just for me, mentors, when I first got up, they weren't really there. But now there's more and more. And I'm glad you guys are doing that because I think a lot of people listening to this should be developers. It's got me thinking about it anyway. Uh, but you've got to go down the right approach. Because development is one of those things, you make the wrong mistakes. And I haven't really done that in some sites. When I've gone and thought I'm going to buy it, not knowing what it was, one mistake, you're out of the game completely, right? Because you're borrowing quite a bit of money mm. to develop, right? Yeah. Oh, it, could be, it could be a very costly mistake. Um, fortunately, when we started, we did make mistakes, but they weren't costly mistakes. Yeah, yeah. But in the other side, we, we just didn't know what we were expecting. So I think for us, teaching people how to get into developments, it can be done. People can leapfrog the buy-to-lets. They can leapfrog the, the HMOs and they can start with the development. You can start with one or two houses. For us, we, we, well, the people we teach, we tell them four is probably the minimum because it's just as much effort to do four yeah. than it is to do one, two or three. So um, we, can, we can help people along the process. We're not, we haven't got generations of development experience. We've got new build experience with Taylor Wimpy, big company. The people we've got on board in our team yeah. are from people like Taylor Wimpy. We've got people that have project managed for 12 years with Taylor Wimpy. They know how to manage the sites. They know what to look for. They know what to, um, sort of how to manage the team as well. And they're part of our mentorship program as well that we teach other people. So we bring in the experts that know how to do their job. Because yeah. with developments, it's not a, not a single one that's HMOs. You can do it on your own. With developments, you need the team around you. And again, we, it's people like Power Team, that, or statements like Power Team. That is key to development. Any development you do, you need the architect, you need a planning consultant, you need an accountant, solicitors, um, project managers, all, all these people. You're not going to be doing it all yourself. So the idea for our mentorship and what we teach is we get all those people together to help those people. And like the, our students, they're, they're all going out and doing these developments from a standing start because they've got the help of these experts around them as well. So yeah. um, I think mentoring side of things is great. Because we've done it, we know what to expect and we can pass that on to our students as well. Yeah. I think just to add to that a little yeah. bit as well, I think you, you had a key point there. To follow someone doing it in the journey is what's really powerful there. Mm. And you know, what we what we see from our relationship with our um, with our mentees and our, the guys on our mastermind is that they get a lot out of the fact that we're we're actually not that far ahead of them. You know, so we've not been doing it, as Lloyd says, for generations and generations. We're still live and active in our sites and we're still hungry and keen for it as well. You know, you, you imagine in 10 or 12 years time when we've got layers and layers of people below us who are, you know, doing all the, the, the work and we're yeah. just sort of sitting at the top. Are we going to be that interested in, you know, yeah. taking mentees and, and seeing them through their journey? So, you know, I think at the minute for the next few years and for the past couple of years, 
we're probably at our best in this in this space. Yeah. You know, like if we if people had come to us the first year and the second year, we're still making our mistakes. We still hadn't learned the path ourselves. So we'd have been a bit early, you know, and we'd have been a bit green to be a mentor with it. But you come to us in another five years, 10, 15 years, then we might have gone past that a little bit and we'll have some of the guys we'd trained, I'm sure, you know, training the white box stuff and things. So there's a real sort of like vein, if you like, at the minute where I, I believe, and I, I tell our mentees this, I think we're at our best with the training, you know. Yeah. So, and, and we've got that hunger and we've got that, you know, we do, um, we, we still run the three days, for instance, you know, the three day, which is our flagship course, the, the Property Developer Secrets. You know, again, in, in three to five years' time, are we going to be doing that a lot of weekends in a year? Probably not. It, we'll have worked our way out of that a little bit and we'll perhaps come in and do just like a guest spot or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know. And you're right. And I think the key thing is, is practitioner. Yeah. You're, I'm a practitioner. So when people join me in the mentoring and the business and we build their brand and, the, and recruit teams, it's because we're still doing it. We're yeah. still learning. And that's the most important thing because mm. a lot of, when I was getting into business, mentors had either retired and, you know, they've just done it and they're just sitting and they're mm. just giving some knowledge. But that knowledge isn't really relevant to today. And they're um, not hungry, are they? They're know? not hungry, yeah. they're hungry. And, you know, we'll all, well, I will, I know you guys will, you'll always over deliver because you've been through that pain of getting where you are and you want that person to succeed. I always say that you take on their business, basically responsibility to make them succeed and that's the pressure that you take because i'm entering you don't really make much money because the amount of time you put into it but yeah 100 percent agree with you mm. um now is the right time because looking where you are now you're hungry and you want to take them on the same journey because mm. it's still fresh in your mind yeah exactly what happened yeah definitely so, so with regards to, so you, you now how many sites do you currently own at the moment well, we're, uh, we're on five, working on aren't we? Yeah, five, six by the end of the year. That's obviously the ones that are live. Yeah, yeah. And we've got the ones. Our, our um, strategy is predominantly built to rent, so we keep a, well, pretty much everything to date we've kept. Um, we're selling a few more now because we're at a position where we can pick and choose what suits the site better. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes with the um, with the joint venture partner we're working with, they might prefer to sell. So you know, we'll we'll do what's right for the site. But um, certainly to date, we've not really sold anything, have we? No, we've had a um, couple of flats. We had a development of nine, a couple of flats last week have just gone through, or a couple of weeks have just gone through. So they're the first two we've ever sold. But apart from that, we've um, finished completed portfolios, about 50 units all built to rent. Yeah. And we've got about 120, I think it's 121 units in the pipeline being built or in planning at the moment. So well, that's another sign you're here for the long term. Yeah, you that's certainly. Cash and you're still yeah. only 21, 22. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that, that's the important thing. So with regards to your journey, you know, I want to, I want to get deep in your journey. What kind of challenge, look, you guys come across very humble. I don't know about you, but I, when I was in business, it's a myth where the business owner's got to be, you know, really aggressive, out there kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? And the more people I meet, the more humble people are. You don't need to be this aggressive salesperson to be successful in a business. So if someone's going into business now, what tips would you give them? Let's say they're not going into property generally. Because this is a business. Everything's a business. Yeah. Whether you're in property, recruitment, uh, e-commerce, it's a business. What kind of tips would you give? So I think what we found worked for us at the beginning is, well, to give you an idea, when we first started, we tried to be someone else. So we tried to copy people that we were being mentored by or um, we'd seen that successful and we're trying to be them. As soon as we decided, look, we've got our own personalities and we, that we set the business around us 
that's what really clicked. Um, so I think for anyone setting up a business or starting a business, just make it you. Um, so if your personality is outgoing and you, you want to shout to the world, make your business that. If you're quiet and calm and make your business that as well, just I think you've got to be, you've got to just be you in the business and show your personality in that business. Like in the three day course that we run, it's not your normal three days where you're just sat in a room and you just hear speakers talking to you for three three days, yeah. like constantly. We're energetic. We're all over the place, teaching people in a fun environment um, because that's how that's who we are. And that's come about over the last couple of years as we've kept teaching people. We're thinking, you know what? Let's just teach people how we wouldn't want to be taught. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the that's been the key for us. Uh, it's just make our business exactly like our personalities. But build it around your personality. And no, you're right, because I have sometimes my mentees and they go, Jay, how should I dress? What should I do? And I said, you've got to do what you feel is right. Don't, or should I do it a certain way? Because you are your own individual brand. And that's going to work in your favour when you go into stuff like podcast and vidcast. Because that's only the person you can be. You can't copy your mentor. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I think a lot of people, a lot of uh, mentors want them to replicate themselves and it's hard because if you're not if you don't want to go on camera that's fine do a podcast if you don't want you know don't want to um do a podcast do a, do a vidcast there's loads of opportunity out there do you find there's a certain personality because obviously you've got your mentees now as well are you seeing a trend in something a personality which is successful against which is not successful um for the, the people I, I can look back and see who have been successful with us are people that have just done it. Like the same as what we did when we first started. We just did it. We didn't worry too much about things. We didn't try to analyse every little detail. We just said, right, let's just do it. We had mentors at the time when we first started, so we knew we had some backup and support that if a big challenge did arise, we could go to them and say, right, this is happening. What can we do? Because um, I think in development or in business or anything, you're always going to get challenges. There's always going to be a challenge that comes yeah. up. But if you haven't got that capability of working out the challenge and getting through it, you're going to get stuck. Um, so you should never quit. As soon as you quit, you fail type thing. So um, I think you just go ahead and do it. So personality-wise, the people that, as I say, do it, has that, have that strong willpower of just, I'm going to try it, give anything a go, uh, and it'll, you'll get through it. Mm. Um, I think looking at traits and personalities, I think that um, some of the guys who have done really well, uh, some of the guys who have come off the trades, haven't they? Yeah. You know, a, a few of the guys who just come off the trades because they're, uh, I think, you know, they trust it because they see what we've done and especially yeah. from my point of view, I suppose. And um, they literally just turn up every month, don't they? And they see what's in front and they say, right, this is where I'm at now, guys. Uh, what's my next step? You know, and then we'll say, right, well, You've got, you know, you've got your site now, you're looking for funding or whatever their, their situation may be, and we'll lay it out in front of them and say, right, now you need to consider this. So they'll go away and that month, they'll do exactly what they were told and they'll consider that, they'll get it solved, and then they'll come and say, right, I've done that now, what's the next step? You know, so they're not, they're not looking too far down the line. They're not trying yeah. to, you know, they're not saying, well, yeah, but what if I find um, contamination in the ground? What if this happens? What if that happens? And never getting anywhere. You know, they just literally don't overthink it, do the next thing, and then come and bring that to the group again. And other people have, it's not just the mentors in a mastermind environment, you know, you're well aware of that. It's the whole group that helps provide yeah. the information, isn't it? So there might be other guys who are doing the same thing or might have done it three months beforehand. And they said, well, actually what we did then, 
is we found that and then we did this. And, you know, they put it, they lay it out in front of them as well and they go away and they do that. And it's as simple as that. They're just, in a, and then before you know it, they're looking back and we try and get everyone to document their journey because it's too easy. You think, you know, it's slow going. Yeah. Developments isn't like I say, an overnight thing. So they think, oh, well, I've been on the mastermind now for four months, six months, and I'm not, I don't feel like I've got a lot of progress. But if they're documenting the journey, they can look back and say, well, actually, you look back six months ago, you were really worried about asking for private investment. You didn't know how to find a plot of land. You didn't know how to do this, you didn't know that. All the stuff that you'll you know, you'll talk about second nature now. And you you know, you just don't understand the yeah. journey you've had because it's not had anything to highlight it. So um yeah, they're the guys we f- find really good. And the the guys who are coming from more of a corporate background, they've got some really positive attributes as well, and they do things in a very different way. So they perhaps will be quite analytical. They'll they'll bring out the spreadsheets and they'll, you know, they'll um have accountability even when it's in with a, a sales agent you know they'll have a, a really nice update sheet every week you know and those sorts of things which are again really impressive but sometimes they'll try and look at it from too many angles you know and i think as we've said a couple of times i think you know sometimes that naivety we had in those early days yeah. helped us progress and helped us not get stalled by you know you can you can get stuck in the mud a little bit can't you, you know yeah and I, I agree with you i think the personality is more about the action taking yeah, and that's yeah. why, you know, we're going to mentoring a mastermind. There is a cost deal. And if you can't, you know, reach to that, then you can get networking partners, yep. buddy your partners. But I just find sometimes people take the knowledge. Um, they just don't do the little, little steps. Yeah. Mm. And you're right, because I document it as well. You should always document your journey because I have sometimes people who've done something so fast and they don't think it's fast enough. But then you look back at 10 years, what they've done, yeah. which is literally nothing. And they, mm. they've gone, they want more, which is good. But unless you document it, you don't know where you come from. Yeah. And, that, and that's re- really important. Even with my mentors, obviously, I still use mentors myself. I practice what I preach in a sense that I will ask a question, but then the next meeting, I've got three more questions. I don't ask the same question because you've got to put the effort in. I think what people think with mentoring a mastermind and obviously the mentor podcast is the knowledge is there, but you've got to put the work in. Mm. Yeah. Nobody's going to put the work in for you. And if you're not going to put the work in, then you're really absolutely you know, doing your self choices, but also your mentor. Because I don't know about you, I treat every single person as an individual that I really want them to succeed. I'm bought into them. And it's not even about the money. You know, I'm happy to return the money back. I want them to succeed. And I can see you guys do the same. Yeah. Um, but the mastermind just helps mm. people push on. It's just but proven, isn't it? The answers and the results you get are only as good as the questions you're going to ask. 100%. You know, if somebody comes and sits in front of us and sits there blank face <laughs> saying, right, you know, you lay it out for me. It's like, well, they won't get nothing back, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If they say, right, this is what I've done, this is where I'm at, you know, I'm stuck with this bit, but whatever, then they'll, they'll get the yeah. most out of it because they're putting, they're setting up their journey, aren't they, you know. 100%. Uh, it's um, like going to an accountant, right? You're only going to yeah. get information you ask for. They're yeah. not going to sit there and tell you, let's do this. So you've got your own reason and say, right, yeah. I want to do this. What do you think? And they'll give you the information. You've still got to do the work and come up with the questions, but that's part of the journey. That's one of the most important things is research because It'll justify in your mind the answer. Um, it's proven because you've done your own research and then you've just yeah. verified it because you guys have been there and done it. But yeah, you know, stuff like that, you just, the cycle is there and there. And on the podcast, I've interviewed net worth of a billion pounds worth of sales or the guests I've had. And the common thing is get the right knowledge and put in the work. Mm. It's as simple as that. And you can either do it yourself or get in a group and a mastermind. So you guys now built this, Company, what, what's the plans going forward? Because obviously, you know, with me, um, I asked this, asked this question, when's enough? 
Um, for me, I just want to keep on going, keep on building, keep that momentum going because you're pending yeah. now. Yeah. As soon as you yeah, exactly, stop. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what most entrepreneurs sometimes do. They stop. Um, and, you know, we've both got videographers here. We're trying to push the barriers more and more. What's the plans for you going forward? Right. We've had this question loads in the past and there's no, I don't see an end goal. There's some people that oh, I want to get to there and I'll quit. But I'll get there and I won't want to quit. So I don't, we never really have an end goal. We, we have some ideas of what we want to do and some, um, if we hit that target, we'll, we'll probably do what we, we've set to do. Yeah. Um, but for us as an end goal, I'll always be doing something. I'll always be doing business of some sort because I love it. And that's what I've wanted since I was a kid. Yeah. And now I'm doing it. I'm lo- I love what I do. This isn't work for me. This is, this is just what I've always wanted to do. So um, there's no real end i'll just do something different yeah so if it gets to a point where the property we've got enough properties or whatever i'll probably pass that on i've got two kids myself so we'll pass some of that on to the kids or something they can control if they don't want to do that then we'll see if anyone else wants to take control of it and sort of thing so i don't know i always want to be doing something different I always be i'm a creator myself yeah wealth dynamics wise and um, so i'm always thinking the next thing I'm always trying to create the next thing um yeah, so for me, there's no real end goal, but we have, say, we have some targets that we want to hit, and if we hit them, yeah, we'll see where that goes. But there's no fifty, and that's the limit, or 150, or 200, whatever. I don't think that way. Yeah, so. I think that example of the bike is stuck with me. That's an amazing example because mm-hmm. you're right. The momentum goes. I can, my exit strategy was selling my agency. We built three locations, and when I sold it, I thought that was the ultimate thing ever. I was so amazed we sold it, of selling the business, all the stress that goes with it. And I think a day after, I felt so down because I'd let go of something. And I can remember, uh, well, it's on camera now, but I can remember I saw the logins for the old our account systems. So I was logging in, checking out, hoping that they would fail because it made me feel for my ego, which is totally wrong. And I, and, and I got over that very quickly. And I'm glad this stuff running now because that's my legacy in a sense. But yeah. First thing was happened, I sold it. We then, with my wife, I said, I've got to set another agency up, set another one up. Um, didn't work just because just did it for the sake yeah. of wanting an office again. Mm, yeah. But yeah, I think you're right. I'm glad I did sell it because it gave me the end cycle. But what I didn't do is plan after. You've got to always be evolving. Yeah. It doesn't matter what age or whether you, you know, the money was never the issue because it doesn't matter how much money you get. It's about what you're doing, what values. If someone paid you £2 million a year to do something you hated, yeah, the, the money's attractive, but eventually, how long can you do it for? Mm. Yeah, because it's one life, isn't it? And your story's very powerful. We've all had losses, which we know how life is short. So, no, I agree with that. What about yourself? You, you on that, Andy? Are you, are you just going to keep on going, or is anything? Um, yeah, no. You're not retiring next week, or you're not talking? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah I'm done after this interview, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my holiday board. You guys yeah. can carry on. I'm out of here. Yeah, no, I think, uh, no, I share, obviously, what Lloyd's talking about is there, you know, the, the long-term view, you know, neither of us are sort of get to 60 and retire people, you know, we, we will do this in, in some form um, for the rest of our lives, you know, even at 80, we'll want to do, you know, and I've met some like 80-year-old businessmen who just love the buzz of it, you know. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that they, you know, go to the office every day and they sit there and run a team and all that kind of stuff. They've just evolved and they do the bits they enjoy, don't they, you know. And they do that. They get that deal buzz and all that kind of stuff. So we'll be like that. I can see we'll be like that forever. And you know, we'll probably work together forever because we like the relationship that we've formed with it. And you know, we get on really well. We don't really, you know, we just 
we'll, we'll just evolve that and it'll be fine um but what i think has changed a little bit in the last year or two you know we've we've really um got the power of um, vision statements yep so we've got um, our own vision statements and it's given us some really real clarity over that next sort of five and 10 years and things like that. So as Lloyd said, we have got some milestones and some targets that we want to hit and um, other businesses we want to get into as well. So, you know, whereas a few years ago, it was just property yeah. and all we could see was what we were doing. A bit like you just said about your first agency. The reason yeah. your first one worked is because it was everything to you, wasn't That's it? Right. Yeah, you yeah. sold yourself to it. And probably the reason why your second one didn't was because yeah. it was a bit like, well, I've kind of put all the effort in and you half-heartedly didn't say Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, you know, we've we've been all in on what we've done here and we will evolve that. And the next thing we do, we'll make sure it's something that we're really passionate about so that we're all in on that as well. And then, you know, we'll probably let go of some of this side of it and um, have other people running it or whatever, you know, whatever that might be. But we've definitely got clear milestones and goalposts on the shorter term that we're going for and, the, the, the whole vision statement thing's very, been very powerful for me and we developed that um we bought into that concept probably six to eight months ago and now i've got a video i've got a vision video that i watch um every morning so i've got a really strong morning routine now which has again been very powerful for me and you know before i go and do the exercise and all the kind of stuff that you know i do every morning i'd literally watch a video of me talking to myself and showing me all the things that i'm going to achieve in the next five years you know and by me telling me that every day, yeah. it's strange how these things start to, you know. I like that. So that work, that's you know? interesting because I have a vision statement, but the video I've not done. Mm. Uh, I've got on YouTube now. That's good. So you literally visioned a video recording. You watch it every, yeah, that's interesting. That's six, quite a, Six yeah. minutes as well. It's not a short thing. It's, you know, yeah. it actually goes through everything in my, what, what I, I want to achieve in my life over the next week. Mine's about five years time. But it can be five, ten years, whatever. whatever what, made, what made you come up with that then? Because from vision boards is what we normally know. Yeah. Um, obviously, video is quite it's quite big now. You have to put it on YouTube. Yeah. But you know, is that something which? Well, we developed it, it um, from our last retreat in in October, which we we take people to Croatia. Yeah. Um, and that, although we're very property and development based, that's really business based. It's really about getting people to the right um, mindset and understanding their their past and the way they were brought up, the way they think and why they think they, they, and why they're trying to achieve what they're trying to achieve. Um, it's very much about vision and values and, you know, setting that goal to get to there. And um, it was, we did vision statements with everyone on that retreat. And then from that, um, I developed my own one into a, a video because one of the guys actually said to me, you know, it really blew his mind, the vision statement. It was something he hadn't considered before. Yeah. He did it on the retreat. We give people plenty of time to make sure they get their own and they read it to the group and everything like that. And it's quite emotional, a lot of them are. And um, he said to me a month later, he said that, that doing that vision statement has changed my life. He said, I literally read it every morning before I go to CrossFit. I go to CrossFit. He goes to CrossFit. Before I go to CrossFit, I read it every morning. And it, it just aligns me with what I, I know what yeah. I want to get to. And I, and I actually thought to myself, do you know what? I don't read mine every morning, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And so he got me doing that. We, you know, we, we all it, yeah. worked, for, you know, worked for each other. And, um, and then by doing that, it literally, that one thing changed my life at that point. And then it was over Christmas. I thought, well, I can make this even more powerful by, you know, visualizing it properly. Yeah. So I sat, literally, that was my project over, over Christmas this last year. And I just, um, I sat and, you know, did the whole video thing. Are you in the video as well? Yeah, I've... I've did the audio version, yeah. um, physically in a recording studio recording it, so I've got to do the video at some point. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it is a very, very powerful thing to to listen yeah. to, to hear, to watch. Because uh, everyone has, well, I say most successful people I know have visions and they have vision boards and they have things that they want to aspire to and they want, um, which I think might be a, a successful um, kind of, uh, I can't think of the word now, trait. Yeah, it's trait. Um, yeah. So I think having that idea in vision is awesome. Yeah, and 100%. Because a vision, it's, it's a direction. It's a roadmap to where you want to go, right? If you haven't got a vision or a roadmap, you're just going round and round and round. And yeah, it is a trait because I've interviewed Patrick Bet David. I've interviewed really big entrepreneurs around the globe over the last 12 months. And every single person had a vision board. Mm. Every single person. Because it's like a business plan for yourself. Yeah. You know, we all talk about business plans and having that. But yeah, but I like the fact the video thing's good. And you come out with different kind of, people might like audio. You might like it written down. But the video thing is something that you're talking back to yourself. Yeah. You know, you're kind of seeing that person and that's yourself telling yourself because in a sense, you're your own worst enemy, right? When you do mentoring and you treat, I'm sure you'll find people have got their own little objections. It's, it's in them. It's them stopping themselves, limiting beliefs. Yeah. And if you're watching yourself, and that's, that's fantastic. I've, um, I've carried it on to another level now. We've both got into fitness a lot this year. Yeah. Um, and that, for me, is born from that, that whole vision statement in the video because um, I literally have um, on that video what I want to look like, you know, physically. Right. And, um, and I look at that every day, and, and that drives me to say that if I, you know, if I, it, uh, it stops me eating the things that I shouldn't eat and I yeah. go training every day and all those kind of things because I'm working to get to that, that image, if you like, you know. And um, because it works so well in that format, um, I actually recorded uh, another sort of uh, video, just like you say, you're talking to yourself. So yeah, it's yeah. one of them that, you know, we can all... We can all eat well for a period of time. We can all get into that routine for a period of time, but there's going to be a point when you slip from that, isn't there? You know? Yeah. So I did a, a, a sort of have a word with yourself video to myself sitting in the car. It was just like, you know, if you're at this state, you know, and I, I reaffirm all the positive things that I've done to get me to that point. Yeah. And, you know, all you have to do is chew off a small chunk of that and do, you know, do the next week. Like do a, like what started it for me was do a three-day fast. So just do yeah. a three-day fast. You'll already feel better about yourself. Then yeah. just go to the gym for a week after that and you'll get past that, that little slump you had. And then, you know, I tell myself, you know, if I'm at that state, I tell myself to stop eating biscuits and all the crap that <laughs> yeah. I know I'm doing. Because if you're watching this video, then you must be doing it again. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So, you know, and, I, and even that's just been a really powerful format for me, yeah. And that's where you didn't have them puddings, didn't you? That's it, yeah. I didn't <laughs> have pudding, yeah. That's it. You, you witnessed um, yeah. the power of it. That's yeah. took some over with me. <laughs> kids. But yeah, that was, um, now again, little things like that. I know, you know, we, we talk about business, but a lot around business, we could talk about property, the, the strategies and everything around that. But a lot of it is down to mindset. You yeah. know, some mindset. Even, you know, when you talked about going to that two-day course, right? That was just some uh, um, discovery day. Yeah. That was just a shift. That I'm doing an event at Pride Park. We've got some great speakers there. And, you know, we've done some workbooks. And I've put um, the speaker and a note section because what they're going to get, little things, that's going to spark here. And they've got to just grab them. And mm -hmm. that will give them determination to do what they're doing going forward. Because that's all it is, them little sparks. If you look back and connect the dots, mm, yeah. you look at that moment there and that opened your eyes. And then you've gone out and got the knowledge and put the effort in. It was only this morning that I, th I thought business and fitness is exactly the same thing. Yeah. Um, because you've got to, you will have down days in business. You have down, down days in fitness. You've, you're striving to improve yourself. You're always striving to improve your business. I think the only thing that differentiates business and fitness is like we've got a partnership in a business. You're just yourself in fitness. It's only you you can help 
yeah. with your health and your fitness. So I think that video is quite key for Andy because you're the only person you can lie to. Like it's easy to lie to yourself, but in that set of sense. But um, if you're having a bad day, you just got to, you you have physically got to change yourself rather than someone telling you, "Oh, you've got to do that." Um, so I think fitness and business is very related. And Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban, the billionaire, he's got a book on um, the sport, businesses of sport. Yeah. I don't know exact title, put in the show notes, but I read that book and he talks exactly the same, that business is sport. Yeah. And people are going to look and take you out, just like in rugby. You know, the next competitor's waiting around the corner and you've got to take the next step. And you mentioned about just touching back on um, the why, you know, the, the going forward. I always leverage my mentors and... My, my first mentors, um, Mike Osborne, very successful, private jet, saw something in me. He's a landlord of my first business. And I often ring him up. And uh, seven o'clock at night, he's in the office in the Isle of, um, Isle of Man, which is a, a great place to go if you've got a good business, uh, just for the reasons um, there. But he, I asked him and I said, Mike, what are you doing? Seven o'clock. I'm on the way and he goes, okay, you're still working 12, 14 hours. Bear enough, this guy's done so well over like, probably 40 years now. And he says, I just love it. Mm. I literally love it. Um, and that's what he said. I always ask him this question. Or, well, I know it now. I said, I can ask this question about passion, right? So people say to me, you should always do your passion, right? So if my passion is football, obviously I played at a decent level, but I didn't make it. Now, if I carried on playing football, I'd probably still be in the semi-pro leagues getting kicked about. But he said, Here's, let me tell you something, Jay. He goes, when you do something and you start becoming good and you start making money, it quickly becomes your passion because you're rewarded for that sense. So when people talk about passion, I always say, make sure you go for something that's going to make some money because the worst thing that will happen is if you're not making money, you're losing love of that passion. So in a sense, if you can combine, they're both great. But sometimes you can try different things like you guys are doing, you know, commercial property now. You know, you love it now because you know how to do it right? and you're successful at it. Um, so if you are going to do something, just make sure some money in it as well. It often helps in business to have Definitely, that. Definitely, yeah. It aligns in the vision. If you've got that car you've always wanted to buy or the house you want to live in, or I, I'm a, I love shoes and whiskey. I, Which whiskey? Uh, my Macallan 50 year is my number one. All right, I'll put that bells back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, That's good. But I think you can't go a day in life without talking about money. Money can't come up in... Yeah. It just is everywhere. If you're trying to not think about it, you would be thinking about it. So it's just, it's well, money's everything, but it's how you spend that money that makes you happy or makes you sad or whatever you want to. Money's everything. Well, you all know you stop, I'm not saying stop counting it, but it's just a reward of a deal sometimes. Yeah. You make X amount, you make this amount. Um, and money for me is just a reward for your, the fruits of your labor. Yeah, and um, it's, it's brilliant. You can help other people. If you if you make a load of money, you can then help other people. Yeah, yeah. Like charities, communities. We do a lot for the charity side of things. We're doing a charity event in summer this year because yeah, we, we can we can we can we can give that back to the community. I as well. sat down with Grant Cardone. I think it was last year. We sat down had a chat with him, and we're talking about charity, and we're talking about um, he maybe change the shift a little bit. He talked about when people give like twenty quid charity. Sometimes they moan about giving it. Oh, I don't want to give that money, but they give it out of guilt. And he said, the thing, what he does, he goes, what you need to concentrate is making loads of money and then you can give more away. Yeah. So he gives like £100,000 to a church. The difference there is going to be massive. So me now, although I give charity anyway, 
the trust is I've got another journey where some of it's going to be going towards a legacy where I can leave something, whether it's here, whether it's India, which will go on forever helping people. Um, because the more money you make, the more people you can help. Bill Gates, yeah. you know, um, at the end of the day, look what he's doing now. He's got billions, but he's giving it back because he can now and he's trying to stop a big problem yeah. um, because you can solve bigger problems. But I reckon we could talk forever. What do you reckon? We could probably go on and go yeah. on, but I know yeah. you guys uh, are busy and we've, um, you know, we want to make sure we get enough content from there. So look, you guys, where can people find you? Because I know you're everywhere. It's a funny thing. I was on BBC Radio yesterday. And when you hear a presenter say to you, Jay, you're everywhere. It just feels weird. Mm. And I don't even think I'm anywhere, but I'm just posting what I can. Uh, but where's the, best, where's the best place to find you guys? Um, yeah, so you can check the website out, which is whiteboxps.com. Um, we, we've got a Facebook group called The Property Developer's Secret. So it's all about property development. Mm -hmm. um, there's nearly 12,000 people I'm on there currently. Free to join, cool. okay. closed group though, so it's only UK-based uh, property, so it's very focused. It's we sort of admin it and look after it quite well, so it's okay. it's not just adverts everywhere. Also. Yeah, so yeah. it's very very good. Um, YouTube massive at the moment for us. We're really pushing that. So uh, White Box Property Solutions is the YouTube channel. Um, similar to what you guys are doing, we're doing vidcast, so we're doing video yeah, podcast. Yeah, really good, really good. Um, and we're just trying to give more content and free content to everyone to inspire them to get into property because with developments you can like as i say you can leapfrog the buyers players you can leapfrog hmos and get straight into developments if you want to so yeah um yeah they're the best places to find us and yeah feel well, free the discovery to, days you mentioned so is that do you want them yeah any particular dates where people could reach out to you or yeah generally uh, the first uh, wednesday of every month um but again the website's got all the details of the discovery days on there but if anyone's interested in getting into property development um, we do discovery days. We do a three-day event as well, which, as I say, is it's quite different to your normal um, three-day events. Uh, and then we have the ma uh, mastermind mentorship, which is a from the three days is a very high intake um, because I think with developments you need that 100%. extra support because we're seeing by sets HMOs you can go and do that on your own, and the challenges and the mistakes that may come from that aren't as costly as they are for development. So, um, as you mentioned earlier, yes, there is a cost to a mentorship program um but that cost is insignificant to the mistakes that you could make without it yeah and so, also look you've got an opportunity obviously you've got discovery day check it out if it's for you great if it's not yeah it's not a problem but you know i encourage anyone just to go out there you guys are great you know i've, I've obviously met you and what you're doing and how you teach things and we're in the offices now so if you're looking to get into property look i do buy to let's i do hmos and they're not easy. <laughs> so if you can leapfrog that and learn, I'm definitely going to be um, talking to you more about that. I think it's, it's a great opportunity to come down and uh, see you guys. Cool. So I want to thank you guys for coming on to the podcast, um, Stroke Vidcast for this one. Um, it's been an honor. And uh, if you've got any questions, you can reach me at J at Business Mentor Podcast. Um, the show notes will have all the links to the Discovery Days, all the links. So Check these two guys out. They're doing big things. And uh, yeah, that'll be good. Thank you, guys. Cheers, Jay. Cheers, Cheers Jay. Brilliant.